0: Hello, everybody. My name is Ben Chizun, and welcome back to Chalk Talk, a series in which I interview guests from around the world of NCAA Gymnastics. Today's guest is a senior at Ursinus College from Mount Sinai, New York. She's a Spanish and Education Studies double major on the teaching certification track and a three-time WCGA Academic All-American. Please welcome Ashley Cromer. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am doing quite well. Although my really voice is a little bit, here. yeah, my voice might be a little bit off considering I was at a game last night and yelling, um, but hopefully it's good now. And of course, I'm not the important one; you are. So let's start with you. When did you get into gymnastics, and why?
1: Um, I started when I was around 18 months. My parents put me into mommy and me classes, um, and from there, I kind of just moved up the steps that way. Um, I took classes for a little bit and then got bumped up to pre-team, and from there, obviously went to team, and ever since then, we've um, just been going.
0: So uh, when did you or somebody realize, hey, you're pretty good at this?
1: Um, I honestly don't even fully remember. I think I joined my gym's pre-team when I was around five or six years old. Um, And then I was on pre-team for a couple of years. And I think I started actually competing when I was eight or nine.
0: Um, What is pre-team, by the way? I'm not familiar with the term.
1: Um, so it's typically the really young gymnasts that people see potential in um, and they'll pull them with the intention of having them join the actual competitive team later on.
0: Okay, that makes sense. The, the name the name is pretty self-explanatory, I figured I need <laughs> an explanation just in case I come into it again. So, I'll skip all the way to your recruiting process. So how did that start?
1: I originally was someone who really wanted to do division one gymnastics in college. Um, But for me to find a school that had Spanish education studies and a gymnastics program was actually harder than you would probably think. Um, So I ended up rethinking my decision um, and I started looking at division three schools, which is kind of how I found Ursinus. Um, So in terms of recruiting for here, I actually started pretty late. Um, I think I first emailed our head coach Kim in September of my senior year and then came on my official visit that October and I committed here, verbally committed, probably mid-November.
0: So it was a lot more for you, I guess, about actually looking into what you were going to do after college when looking at college than anything else.
1: Yes, yeah. I knew I wanted to be a Spanish teacher um, for a while before I started the recruiting process. So that was something that was really important for me, whereas a lot of girls who don't necessarily know what they want to do are looking for schools that have a lot of options. I was looking for something really specific.
0: Hmm. uh, That is actually very different, but also very cool, because it's like, I know what I want, so it's almost where a school kind of has to recruit you with their academics in a way, which, I mean, you say, oh, man, that doesn't sound hard. No, that seems very specific what you needed to do. Like, there probably aren't that many just because you need to have the right resources. And so were, did, were there any other schools on your radar then because of that specific thing that you wanted to do?
1: Um, There were a couple of D1 schools that I was looking at originally, Chapel Hill was a really big one for me. I really wanted to go there, and I had actually had Spanish teachers in high school who had graduated from there, which is how I knew that they had a really great Spanish program. Mm -hmm. Um, I also looked at a couple of the Ivies, I I looked at Brown University in particular. Um, But another problem that I ran into was a lot of those teams filled up really early wasn't sure that I wanted to be someone who was walking onto a team. Um, I wanted to be on a team where I knew that I could actually have the potential to compete and contribute in that sense. So that was important to me.
0: So at the end you chose uh, Ursinus, uh, why them?
1: Um. I mean for starters they had everything that I was looking for um, and like I said I started the recruiting process here pretty late compared to when a lot of people start reaching out to coaches um, just because it's such a small school I didn't really find it until the summer before my senior year um, when I started kind of doing more research and looking into more Division three schools um, but I visited the campus uh, over that summer I believe it was probably around the end of August before my senior year um, and just walked around the campus very informal with my family um, and then I reached out to Kim um, and we set up an official visit for about a month later and when I ca- when I came for my official visit um, I just really fell in love with the team um, I love the way Kim coaches um, at the time our assistant coach was India Anderson who's now at Fisk and I really loved her too Um, and then just team dynamic. um, And again, they just, they had everything that I was looking for.
0: So, of course, a lot of what you were looking for was being a student. So what is it like being a student at Ursinus?
1: Um, There is a lot to love about being a student at our sinus. Um, In terms of academics, we are a liberal arts school, so so a lot of the requirements are based on things not exactly related to your major, um, just so that you can get that well-rounded education. Um, So everyone's required to take things like a lab science, and art. Um, a history, things like that. So for me, um, that looked like my history. I got through one of my Spanish courses. I was able to take a Spanish history class um, talking about the history of Latin American countries. Um, And then I ended up taking forensic science for my lab science requirement, which was really fun. Um, And they offer a bunch of classes like that for people not in that major. So they try to keep it really interesting in that sense. Um, And then outside of academics, we have a ton of club teams, club sports, um, other clubs that a lot of my teammates are involved in. Um, So there's a lot going on here all the time, um, which is also really great.
0: So let's talk about... um Actually, before I even go into anything else, I did want to ask about your freshman season, which is a lie because there was no freshman season <laughs> because COVID hit and not every mm-hmm. team competed and one of those was Ursinus. So I wanted to ask just kind of what happened during that year. Were, like, were there talks about maybe competing? Um, I
1: don't
0: know, just what happened.
1: Yeah, so my freshman year... Um, we started training pretty late. We had um, essentially open gym where there were you know no assignments. Um, we could kind of just go in and play. Everything was masked for the entire year. Um, we found out over winter break that they had decided to cancel our season. Um, so in place of that, we ended up doing two inner squads. And we live streamed both of them um the second one that we did we turned into kind of a senior inner squad so that our seniors could feel like they had their senior meet even though it was obviously very different um and for that year um gymnastics just looked a little different we did our inner squads most of us did watered down floor routines where we tumbled on air track um things like that but overall it was really great to just be able to use that time to do gymnastics even when a lot of people weren't able to so um as much as it wasn't ideal um i would say i'm really grateful to even just have had that experience here and i think that being able to do that as a freshman um just made the you know the past two years and this coming year even more exciting
0: so now moving on to now what does your daily schedule look like during the season
1: um, so we typically do all of our classes in the morning, um, so our sinus starts classes as early as 8 a.m. Um, so I'll usually take all of my classes. I like to try to get them out of the way by, say, noon or one o'clock, um, and our typical practice schedule is 3 to six thirty ish um, depending on the day. Um, I also, work at a local gym um, in the area so a lot of times i'm going class in the morning straight to practice and then straight to work after that Um, right now my schedule looks a little bit different because i'm a student teaching Um, so right now it's even a little bit more chaotic i'm going from leaving or sinus by seven AM every morning. I'm at the school from seven thirty to two thirty and then rushing back to get to practice and then right from there going to work every day. So it's definitely busy.
0: So is that gonna have to be adjusted slightly during the season when you're gonna have to travel occasionally?
1: Yeah, so during the season I'll actually be done student teaching. I decided to do it in the fall so that I could avoid missing too much in terms of season. Mm -hmm. Um, So my plans for next semester are actually to take, um, I'll take classes back on campus, and then my goal is to get um, a substitute teaching position at some of the local schools so that I can still be teaching a couple days a week, but it'll be more where I can make my own schedule so that I don't have to worry about conflicts so much with travel and meet schedules and potentially practice changes just based on the week.
0: Alrighty, so one of the things that I have been constantly uh, hammering home about during this part of the series is the fact that I happen to cover LSU and I was around that for a while, and a lot of fans, they tend to be around bigger programs, or they tend to follow bigger programs, so they are used to a lot of these things that people at smaller programs don't have, or they may not know about certain things people at smaller programs have to do. So, what would be some examples of some things that y'all have to do that maybe other teams don't that are much larger
1: um I think just in comparison to division one um I don't even tend to think of it as things that we like have to do um one of the big things that our team really focuses on um is the fact that Gymnastics, especially in college, is such an opportunity. Um, so, things like, um, you know, moving our own equipment, teams of people who do that, or um, fundraisers and things like that. Um, we like to think of that as stuff that we get to do because it's such an opportunity to be here. And the amount of people who would love to do college gymnastics and maybe didn't get that opportunity, um, for me, it just like I'm really grateful to even have the opportunity to be here. So we like to focus on the get to instead of the have to, if that makes sense.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And that's also like a really awesome way of thinking about it. Now, question where do y'all practice?
1: So we have a um, training facility in our athletics building. Um, it's, it's connected to our um, basketball gym. So when we have meets, we actually have a sliding wall that opens up. So we just move our, all of our equipment right over into the next room over, essentially. Um, and it just becomes one big room. It's pretty simple.
0: It's also pretty cool, actually. Hmm. Yeah. i can only I'll have to see what that looks like because... I don't know. I, I'm weird. I like sliding walls. Sliding walls have always been this little thing where I was like, "Oh, you got a sliding wall. Oh, you're fancy, fancy." <laughs> um, don't know what it is, but that sounds nice. Um, so, does how many what equipment do y'all have in that area?
1: Um, so we have obviously our, we have one floor, um, we have a vault on a platform that also doubles as a tumble strip. So the back half of our runway is a rod floor. Um, and then we also have an air track that we put up there for tumbling. Um, we also have a tumble track and then, um, so that's for tumbling. Then we have four beams. Um, so two of those can be used for dismounts, and then we have one stacked beam, um, so four total, three high beams, and then we have two bar sets in there. So just, it's a, like, it's a pretty good size space, um, for what we need, and it, it works well.
0: After that, a typical home meet. You already talked about the, uh, sliding wall, and that opens up in there. So what's the environment like during a typical home meet?
1: Um, so our, we host our meets, like I said, in what's technically our basketball gym. So we open that wall up and then the equipment just kind of gets shifted over. Um, so based on a lot of the arenas that you'll see at division one or just bigger schools in general um our space is definitely a little bit smaller um which personally i really like um you know i like that feeling of like everyone being really close it kind of feels like we're in our own little bubble um so we'll usually obviously slide out a wall of bleachers um our parents and families and friends are really great um about you know showing up um cheering, all of that good stuff. Um, so it's really a really great environment at our home meets. Um, and it's always great to just be on your own equipment um, and compete that way. What
0: is the your favorite meet that you've ever been uh, on the floor for uh,
1: during college? Ooh, that's a hard question. Um, I feel like I would have to say... Um, Ithaca last year was definitely up there. Um, that one was really special for me because I got a career high on beam. Um, I scored a nine seven at that meet. Um, and I've always had kind of a love hate relationship with beam. Um, lately we've been leaning more towards love. (laughs) Um, but it was just a really great set and it was really exciting. Um, we had a lot of, really great things happened at that meet last year and I think I want to say we got our season high on beam overall at that meet too so that one was a pretty special one for me
0: of course um might be another thing that was special for you was qualifying two nationals as an individual on vault how did it feel
1: Um, That was really exciting. I honestly, in the moment at regionals, wasn't really expecting it. Um, Last year, kind of in the middle of season, I started training Yurchenko Layout Halves. Um, And so I kind of decided to try it at Temple, um, which was our last regular season meet before regionals. Um, And at Temple, it it went pretty well. They were going pretty well. So I, you know, I said, let's put it in at regionals, um, you know, kind of it's only up from here type thing. Um, so I really wasn't expecting to go to nationals. Um, and I, I didn't know the places or anything before, um, awards were happening. So to hear my name get called was really exciting. Um, it's really an interesting experience to go to nationals as an individual qualifier. Um, I think I'm someone who's a very much a team oriented person. So to go alone was just honestly kind of strange as much as it was exciting. Um, and I said to my teammates, you know, I would have loved for all of us to go, but it definitely was such a cool experience. Um, and it's something that I really hope we all get to experience this year
0: so let's get into that whole this year thing what are the team goals for this season
1: um we have a lot of goals for this year that we're working towards obviously nationals kind of being the ultimate end goal um we have a really strong freshman class um, with us this year. so I'm really excited to see what they bring um, and what they're capable of um, and overall like we're all just growing from here so I think it really is only up. Um, one of the one of our biggest goals that we've been working on um, even beyond this year um, we've been talking about it for the past couple of years is just communication and just being really open with what we need, what we want. Um, and that way, we're all on the same page. So, just in general, one of our main goals is just to have everybody on the same page because I feel like we do better as a team when we communicate openly, and that's going to help us get those bigger scores that we need to get to, to beat those team high scores that we've gotten in the past. Um, so,. Yeah, overall I would say our main goal is just to focus on communication and I think that's gonna take us places.
0: And then as for you, uh, your personal goals going into what, I would say it is your final year, but I can't say that for certain because you technically have a fifth year and I mean, knowing that you wanna be a teacher and all that, but I'm I'm just gonna let you think about that. Don't wanna (laughs) say anything.
1: As of right now, there's no fifth year happening here. But I guess anything is possible.
0: It, you never um, know. I can't, I can't say.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, as for me, my goals are just to contribute to Ursina Gymnastics however I can. Um, so I think vault will definitely be one of my main focuses this year. Um, just cleaning up landings, making everything tighter, um, and then just being a good teammate, being a good member of Ursinus Gymnastics Um, because again, I I think that everyone plays a part on this team um, and that's another thing that we really emphasize. Um, So just making sure that everyone else feels like they have um, the support and whatever they need in order to be successful is kind of just my general goal too.
0: And then finally, as I've done for every single one of these, um, I've asked a good bit. We've talked a good bit. But don't know if I always get everything. Wanted to give you the last word. What else do you want people to know about either your program or the school or, you know, D3 Gymnastics in general?
1: Um, I think in general, D3 Gymnastics um, kind of people don't focus on it as much as D1 or D2, but I think especially for those younger girls who maybe are starting to look into schools, um, trying to figure out what they want to do with their future, if they want to do gymnastics, if they don't, you know, um, it seems to me, and obviously I don't have the experience of a D1 gymnast, but um, just based on, you know, what I, my research in recruiting, and now having been a D3 gymnast for three, going on four years, I think just really keeping your options open is really important, and sure, there's really great things about D1 and D2, but D3 can also be really great. Um, You know, a lot of times people like to see it as you can focus a little bit more on those academic aspects, um, which is really wonderful. Um, So I think, especially for those younger girls who are just starting that process, like don't Don't um, limit yourself when you're looking at those schools and your options out there.
0: And that'll do it for this episode of Chalk Talk. If you want to learn more about Ashley beyond gymnastics, go read the feature story on the Substack for Chalk Talk. You can subscribe there to get episodes of the show delivered at the same time as the written stories. I want to thank Director of Athletic Communications Matt Hagee for helping set up this interview, the lovely Ashley Cromer for taking the time to talk with me, and of course Gabby for helping out behind the scenes. Until next time, I've been Ben Schluter, and this has been Chalk Talk. Thanks for listening.